Hello again, it's Andrew, and uh, thank you for welcoming me back for Book Club. As I was casting around for which book we could discuss in this week's book club, I got to thinking about all the ways we organise our reading and think about our books, some of which are more obvious than others. And the thing is, if you're in the know, then you know. But for others, it can sort of tend to be a mire of acronyms and loosely defined genres when it comes to all the types of books we can read. And a part of this discussion is inspired by a book that I'm reading, haven't quite gotten to the point where I want to pull it apart for a book club, but maybe we'll keep that there for a future uh, episode. But this book is YA, and YA, so that's young adult fiction, but it's probably more accurately described as middle grade. So, see, there's already kind of these distinctions around age. Middle grade books are going to be aimed at maybe your 8 to 12-year-old set, while YA hits around 13 to 18. Now, I know, I absolutely know that there are plenty of, you know, fully adult listeners out there that are still enjoying wizards and vampires, and I don't want to get prescriptive. These categories are helpful for finding books with relatable protagonists, (laughs) but we'd be in a lot of trouble, I think at least, if people only read books where the lead looks and sounds a lot like them. So, let's just celebrate reading widely. Now, this book, as well as being a mid-grade sort of YA-type novel, this book also loosely falls into the genre of cli-fi. I'm sure, thinking about it, I'm sure a few of you have already guessed that cli-fi stands for climate fiction. Here again, we don't necessarily have the clearest of delineations, but to suffice to say that cli-fi encompasses books that deal with the impacts and effects of climate change in all its permutations. Now, the label cli-fi is credited to the author and freelance journalist Dan Bloom. The term was first used in reference to a novella Bloom had written back in 2011. Of course, this doesn't mean that cli-fi magicked into being only a decade ago. Writing that deals with the climate, and more specifically changes in the climate, have been around for a little while. I mean, doesn't, doesn't like the Bible have a climate change story? I've come up against the term numerous times over the years, and I have to admit it can seem a little slippery. I believe this is more a product of the difficulty in finding some simple way of characterising any writing, whether it be aimed at a group, at a country, at an age, there are always going to be a range of tastes and styles that people gravitate towards. Now, cli-fi, how are we going to pin it down? It can be realist or speculative. It may be set in the now, whatever that means for a constantly evolving world. It could be set in the near future or even in the distance future. The distant future. (laughs) Now, the science in cli-fi is usually to some degree credible. Of course, science changes as we learn more, but cli-fi tends to engage with real science more than, I guess, the purely imaginative or even the impossible. If you're looking for cli-fi, it's everywhere. Margaret Atwood's Oryx and Crake trilogy is an example, but Australian authors produce some incredible examples, including Alexis Wright's The Swan Book, James Bradley's Clade, and Jennifer Mills' Dyschronia. And cli-fi, as we've alluded to, can be for all ages. So this kind of brings us full circle. I know in the past we've talked about the work of Mark Smith on Book Club. His most recent, if not us, pits a teenage protagonist against the polluting business that is the mainstay of his town, Cli-Fi. This is dealing with climate in a fictional way at a very real level. And in these YA Cli-Fi novels, we see narratives of climate change and climate action that centre and empower young people. 
Now, we live in a world where apparently, legally, the Minister for Climate apparently has no duty of care to protect young Australians from the impacts of climate change. It's not surprising then that climate anxiety is a real phenomenon amongst young people the world over. And I'm not trying to suggest that cli-fi or simply telling, telling these stories is the way to solve the climate crisis. But I do believe in the adage, if you can't see it, you can't be it, and that that can apply to all of us through our life. By giving young people stories where they are actually able to have an impact in their world, we are showing them, surprise, surprise, they can have an impact in their world. Climate change operates on a planetary level, and that can seem daunting. But through genres such as cli-fi and its intersection with YA and middle grade novels, young people have a model and an example of what their role can be. It also allows them to explore the science in a way that can be more accessible. Okay, so that's Book Club this week. I'm sorry there is no specific book, but I hope you've discovered a whole lot of books by looking into cli-fi or climate fiction. Thank you so much. I am Andrew Popel. I'll see you on Saturday for Final Draft. Bye now.